Hi, everyone, and welcome to AB Conversations, where we will help you CFP your way out of it, a podcast where you get into the minds of a couple certified financial planners on how we think and feel about everyday financial planning questions and what should really matter most to you. A healthier financial life starts now. Hey, Adam. Happy New Year. Welcome back to podcast time. Yeah. First one of the new year. So I had this I had this thought. I had heard this and it, it really did make me go, hmm. You ever notice that like in the in the world of human beings, we have specialists for like every part of our body? Yeah. Yeah. If you're a veterinarian, you gotta know like you gotta be the throat doctor for the frog and like the <laughs> knee doctor for the ostrich. You gotta frog. know like every body part of every animal. How's that fair? That's, you ever think about that? That's a good point. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't yeah, I don't know what to do with that information, but it's true. Yeah. <clears throat> which has nothing to do with our podcast <laughs> perfect intro uh but as we thought about the great way to kick off uh the new year you know this is the the concept of the statement of financial purpose is not something that um we've never introduced before but we thought yeah. it was a really good way to kind of allow people to hit a reset button and think about you know what matters most to them as we go through a little bit of a tough time still out there and get people to focus on um planning so yeah. Yeah. I think the, obviously the, the end of the year and kind of the beginning of the new year, it's a natural time of re- reflection for a lot of people. New year's resolutions are a thing for most people. Um, so yeah, I think, I think this will be, this is a good one to kind of put on people's radars if they haven't already gone through the thought process. And I guess we'll get into what, what we mean by statement of financial purpose, but for our purposes in planning, it really, it really is kind of the the guiding force, or at least the 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 north star for a lot of decisions um, from a planning perspective. Um, yeah. We we use it as a tool, and it's it's extremely powerful for us as planners to help align what people are actually doing in their life to what from a financial perspective with what actually matters and is important to them. Um, we yeah. are big proponents of of matching those two two things together, which shouldn't be a novel idea, but I, I think it still kind of is in our industry of, of you know, the, the behavioral side, more of the fluffy kind of emotional yep. behavioral you. side of, side of uh, you know, finances. Yeah. So the, the commitment that you and I made to each other today is that we wouldn't stay in that fluff and concept, mm-hmm. but maybe we'd give some examples so people can yeah. get an idea of like why it's so helpful to us. Um, and why we kind of respond the way that we do. In some ways, I like to think of this as giving us the opportunity to challenge people and their thought processes, yeah. either when they get stressed to go, okay, understand that. Here's what you've told me before, right? Mm-hmm. So we can kind of reframe things. Or, you know, sometimes people like to call and say, hey, we were thinking about this. Yeah. And when we have that context, uh, it does help us maybe walk them through the pros and cons and maybe a little bit of a different way that isn't just financial. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where do you want to start? Well, so I'll go, I'll go into, I mean, we, we use this phrase a lot, but we, we are big believers that money is, is simply a tool to allow you to live the life that you want to live. Right. And I, this kind of struck me, I heard this, maybe it was sometime last week, um, that essentially we are, we are all just trading our time for money yeah. through the course of life. Like work is you're literally just trading your time for money. But ultimately, for most people, they want to 
retire away from work or, or retire to, to something else differently, but trying to figure out if money wasn't a concern, how would you spend your time? What, what would you be doing? And I'll, I'll point back to a recent podcast of ours at some point last year, it was the, the lottery, right? Yeah. If you hit the lottery, what would you do? And it was through the lens of if money wasn't a concern, how would you fill your days? What would you do? And, and really try to drill down on what is actually truly important in your life. Yeah, and I think, so take, let's take that one step further. What we're trying to get to is, all right, but understanding that there are trade-offs, in this case, time for money, um, and that money is probably going to be finite in your world, then mm -hmm. understanding what really matters most is in many ways just prioritizing and helping prioritize things so that yeah. people don't get into this cycle of, analysis paralysis paralysis by analysis where you know yeah, we yeah. really can focus what's most important to help them understand okay if i do this then i'm still meeting this need even if it's not the perfect perfect response yeah yeah exactly and i think so from that aspect i'll, I'll go back to something you said earlier um 2022 being the year it was for investments there really wasn't anywhere to hide but to your point, if, if, if someone came to us and said, you know, money is, is this tool that allows me to spend time with my family or give back to charity or whatever that may be, if we can then review their financial plan through the lens of that, knowing that the market was down, you know, 20%, bonds were down 10 to 15%, if what is important to them was not impacted and nothing changed, then hopefully we hope that gives some peace permission? of mind yeah yeah, per yeah permission to not get too worked up over the market movements we know these things are going to happen over time it always feels different in the moment and, and this time again we haven't seen inflation like this in a very long time the federal reserve was more aggressive than they really have have been in, in our lifetimes um but all of that's kind of say we can certainly twist ourselves in knots just over investments yeah but yep. through the lens of what's important to me if, if none of those other things were impacted then we hope that that gives some leeway, some permission, kind of take a step back, reassess, and kind of re readjust for, for now the path forward. Yeah, bingo. So then if, if, um, if we could, why don't we make that shift into maybe sharing some examples yeah. of things that we commonly hear so that people can kind of get a sense of, well, what the heck does a statement yeah. of financial purpose sound like? But maybe more importantly, how it then helps us in certain conversations I don't know, maybe we'll give an example or two mm -hmm. or three um, in that case. So yeah, um, we took some notes. I'm going to yep. read one off here. Money's purpose in my life is to support a calm, fulfilling, enjoyable lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so that's great. Love it. And then I'll, I'll create this, this scenario because this has happened, right? We've, we've gotten the question from many clients. Um, but if this was their statement of financial purpose and the question was, we're thinking about buying a piece of real estate as a, as a second rental or as a rental property, a, a second property for us, separate from our, our primary home. Um, that may not necessarily align with a calm and enjoyable lifestyle. <laughs> We've also heard from many clients who have owned rental properties. Um, lots of, we'll call them nightmares or horror stories of all of the way things can go bad and go awry that may not necessarily fit with the statement of purpose of I want calm, enjoyable, fulfilling lifestyle. 
financially, that rental property may make all the sense in the world for the right. situation, but it may not fit the other part of what's truly important and where they want to focus their their time and efforts. Yeah, that's a it's a good example because again, I, I'm thinking of a client that owns a lot and it's come mm -hmm. pretty much said, I'm now stressed out because of this. And like my yeah. vision is 10 years from now, I'm sitting on the couch, like and I don't have a worry in the world. Yeah. Um, you know, but in the same way, there are others, you know, so their statement of financial purpose might be about leaving the legacy to their kids. And those properties mm -hmm. were a part of that legacy. And that's the emotional yeah. attachment to that. So in that case, here we are kind of getting out of the world of like, here's what makes the most financial sense mm -hmm. and recognizing what clearly there need to be some non-negotiables. If, it's, if yeah. it's a bad idea, it's our responsibility to say it's a bad <laughs> idea. But sure. um, just understanding the purpose of it for them is very helpful. Yeah. And that's, I mean, uh, that's what I love about what we do is that the, the answers are not always the same, right? Nothing, nothing happens in a vacuum. So even just that if, if we were asked that same exact question 10 different times with 10 different people who have 10 different kind of statements of purpose, the answer is going to be different most of the time because it really does come back to what matters to them, what fits for, for what's important to them. And just something so simple as, should I buy this rental property? It's really going to depend on them and what they're looking to accomplish. And it's not yeah. just financially, yes or no. Because I, I imagine there are others whose statement financial purpose as they think about retirement is, well, I want to continue to be active. I really like to build things and manage things, fix things. Well, yeah. hey, yeah. that sounds Maybe like that fits. the blood, sweat, and tears that go into rental property. So yeah, yeah, yeah valid point. Um, I'll read the next one because I think it's another yeah. one of those situations where, gosh, you could have just responded one way as an advisor that really might have been inappropriate for the client. Yeah. Um, the purpose of money in our lives to provide quality, connected time together as a family with opportunities to give, travel, and save. Yeah. So I'm thinking of the situation where COVID hits, you know, we're kind of all tight in boxes. Um, and, you know, a situation where someone's thinking, hey, we're going to buy an RV and we're going to travel the country a little bit to see some things because we can now work remotely. Kids are in school remote. You know, does it yeah. make sense to be buying this RV? In some cases, we would say that's probably not the best use <laughs> of money. Right. You know, what's what's right. the what's the long term plan here? We're going to keep this thing forever. We're going to resell it mm -hmm. um, at the same time. Wow, that checks a lot of the boxes in the statement of financial purpose. Yeah. And so, again, based on everybody's situation being different, this situation was they, they could afford it. And even if they turned around and sold it within a year and, and essentially, you know, took, took a hit on, on the resale value, what they got out of that as a family, the memories, whatever that experience was for them, they, they would do that 10 times over. So to your point, financially, it may not have been made, made the most sense, but to your point, it checked all of those boxes on what was truly important to them. And as long, it still falls to us to make sure that the financial side isn't a huge impediment that it's not a, a, a crippling kind of impact to their overall right. plan. <laughs> but um, even though it may not have made the most financial sense, it still met what they were looking for. Again, kind of emotionally, mentally, all, yeah. all of that component, which is, it, it's interesting. Right. Cause you could take the other side of that. And I'm now we're just like going off the cuff here of client situations yeah. and you'll know what I'm, what I'm talking about where 
somebody really did take the opportunity to, to buy a fun toy, um, totally could afford it. But if I asked him for his statement of financial purpose, I know the word being efficient and responsible with money would be in there to the point where he, he didn't think he was using it enough. So he sold it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's, there's a situation again, what, what are we to do, um, but try to understand how they view these things, what really matters most. And then when they come with the questions to us on, does this make sense? Yes. Their, their statement of financial purpose needs to be the lens that we're now looking at it through. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll throw this quote out and I've probably said this on like four different podcasts at this point, but I, I love it every time. Um, in thinking through the statement of financial purpose, it's Roy Disney, Walt's brother, right? His, his quote being, when your values are clear to you, making decisions becomes easier, right? And I think I, I, I believe that 100%. And for our purposes through planning, it really does help that decision-making process. If it is clear to us what is important to them and, and it's clear to them what's important to themselves, it really does help that decision-making process to either just remove things that don't make sense or right. to really confirm, yes, this not only meets what you're looking for, but financially, it also makes sense. Yeah. Bingo. So, so I, yeah, I think we have one more point to make. Um, yeah. And maybe it's, it's just to share, of course, there is the planning component to this. So it's not just helping them with their ideas and their decision-making, but I think understanding the statement of financial purpose also puts us in the spot then where we kind of know which strategies might make the most sense to recommend to them. Yeah. So not only does it work as I'll say reactive, meaning when they come to come with, come yes. to us with questions, we react, but I think it does work the other way oftentimes too, where we can be proactive. If we know what's important to them, then yes, we can, we can think about certain strategies that align with what's important to them. And we can be proactive in that way. So a, a good example, and this is maybe it's too specific, but for many people that are in the RMD phase, required minimum distribution, so we're thinking older, older people, they may not need the RMD. There's a provision called the Qualified Charitable Distribution that allows you to give to charity directly from your retirement account, and it also yeah. satisfy, satisfies your RMD. So you're, you're avoiding the income tax. Um, on a distribution that may come to you. By the way, if, if you are charitably inclined, if your statement of financial purpose is to give back to your community in some way, shape, or form, it's a way to, to make a peanut butter cup out of those two things, right? You got peanut yeah. butter and you got some chocolate. Let's mix them together. Everybody's going to be happy. <laughs> you, you avoid the taxes. You get to give to the, to, to the charity, and it aligns with what's actually you know, important to you in your life. Yeah, it's probably the easiest example for us. And again, I think we're Kind of fortunate we work with a lot of charitable people so yeah. yeah we hear that it opens us up to okay now here are the financial strategies that we know will align and make you happy so let's give that education let's give people yeah. that um that opportunity to to implement those things yeah so, and i yeah i think I, there's many more examples in that light of sure. you know the the legacy side of things making things efficient for your kids or grandkids or whatever that may look like that oftentimes we we see that side of things where any one decision today can have those domino effects in the future. And if, if somebody knows what's truly important to them, and if it's a family for a lot of people, there, there are strategies, there are things that can kind of be put into motion sooner than later to, to make sure that it fits. Yeah. So I guess I'll just reiterate where we started. Yeah. I think, think it's a, a prime opportunity if you haven't done it. 
I know some people think of like New Year's resolutions, they have to start something new or, you know, you got to try to better your life in one way, shape or form. This is supposed to be a little more overarching because I think for yeah. most people, this statement of financial purpose probably isn't going to change too much in life. Like you said, your mm -hmm. values are your values. Um, but if you haven't gone through that exercise before, you know, we're certainly happy to help people think about it because it really does take, I think, financial planning to that next level where things just start to feel more aligned when yeah. you go from what matters to what should I really be doing? Yeah. Yeah. And there's, a, there's certainly a, a set of questions that we kind of walk people through to kind of, to figure yeah. that out or start to dive in, in that line of thinking. So for anybody that wants to go through this or just, you know, starting to think about it themselves and kind of wants, wants some guidance along the way to help figure it out. We'd love to help. It's uh, super, super interesting to me. I think it's interesting to us to help connect the financial world to the emotional, mental side of things um, yeah, and aligning that for people. Yeah. You got it. Okay. Thanks Thank for you. all your insight as always. Hey everyone, Adam and I really appreciate you tuning in. Please note that the opinions we voiced in the show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be most appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, your accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to making any decisions or investing. Thanks for listening.